Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here is your host. Well, hello, my dear people. Welcome to the pilot episode of Ex Nihilo, a podcast production of Faith Fit Radio from the Diocese of Orlando. I am Father Martin, your host. Since it is the very first podcast, let me introduce myself. I am a native of Vietnam who came to this country when I was 16. Shipped to America in a little box straight out of Saigon. No, just kidding. I actually came here as an international student. And during the course of my last year in high school, the desire for the priesthood grew very strongly in my heart. And so, after two visits to the seminary and much discernment, I entered seminary formation in August of 2007. I completed four years of college seminary, received a Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy, then another five years at the major seminary to receive a Master of Arts in Divinity. So after nine years, and after a lot of trials and challenges, I was ordained a priest on May 28 of this year, 2016, with another classmate, Father Luis Salazar, who is a parochial vicar at Resurrection Catholic Church in Lakeland. Boy, was I a basket case on that day of ordination. And presently, I myself was sent to serve as a parochial vicar at St. James Cathedral. It truly has been a very interesting journey trying to follow the will of God in this vocation. Perhaps in one of these future episodes, I will share more with you about my life. Now let's speak about the podcast itself. Why did I name it Ex Nihilo? Aside from the fact that everything sounds much smarter in a foreign language. Use French for an example. It is such a beautiful language that even when someone screaming and cursing at you in French, it still sounds so beautiful. You're like... Come and yell at me some more. And also, what does ex nihilo even mean? Well, let's, let me explain. For those of us who know Latin, ex nihilo means out of nothing. Why out of nothing? To answer that, let's go back to the very beginning of creation. As you know, the book of Genesis told us Before God's creating act, there was nothing. God spoke, and things came to be. He created light. He created the heaven and the earth. He created the plants and the animals of every kind. And finally, God created human beings. So, scriptures teach us that God himself is the only person who can create something out of absolutely nothing. 
Well, apparently our bishop thought I could do the very same thing, because one day I received a letter from him asking me to consider hosting a show on Faithfit Radio. Out of obedience, I said yes. Bishop must have seen something in me that I didn't, because I tell you I ain't no radio personality. I am an introvert. And a very shy guy who really does not like the spotlight. So this request comes as a big surprise to me, more than anyone else. And when I asked what I was supposed to do, I was given an audience, young adults, and that was it. Nothing else. So after a mini freakout and some prayers, I thought the title "Ex Nihilo," out of nothing, is very appropriate. Not because I want to play God and think that I can actually create something out of nothing. Rather, I simply trust that He, God. Would be the one who makes something out of this project, using a humble instrument that I am. I too want to rely on the intercession of Our Lady and your prayers for the fruition of this project. So let's. Actually, go into the meat and potatoes of this episode, dear friends. Last weekend, we celebrate the solemnity of Christ the King, a beautiful celebration to close our liturgical year. As you might have recognized, since November eight, this beautiful nation has been facing. A lot of civil unrests over the result of the election. All of these protests, all of these ugly things that get thrown at both sides, are a clear sign that we have indeed made the Caesars of this world our gods. Somehow, along the way. We have placed so much trust, so much hope, so much confidence in these political candidates, imperfect as they are. That no matter how whoever won, no matter whoever lost, someone would get mad. Mad. Someone would be disappointed. Someone apparently would be so traumatized. They couldn't go to work or to school, and so the solemnity of Christ the King comes at a very fitting time to simply remind us of a very important truth: that Jesus Christ is our King, and what a radically different King He really is. If you recall the gospel from last Sunday, 
Don't you find it very strange that on the day we celebrate the kingship of Jesus, that the church gives us the gospel reading which recounts the crucifixion? There Jesus is, naked, tortured, abandoned, and completely humiliated on the cross. And yet, and yet somehow at that very moment, his glory shines. Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, is nothing like the King and the ruler of this earth. Whereas the rulers of this earth try to exert your, their power and influence over their subjects, Jesus comes not to be served, but to serve. Whereas the rulers of this earth have armies at their commands, Jesus has but twelve very imperfect disciples. Whereas the rulers of this earth rule from their thrones and seats of power, Jesus sits on the back of a donkey. Whereas the rulers of this earth have people attend to their needs, Jesus bowed and in, instead to wash the feet of his servants. And we ask ourselves, why is he so different? I dare say, because he is the king of love. His kingdom is where love, mercy, and compassion rule. His subjects, his followers, are those who say not what's in it for me, but choose selfless love, noble generosity, and unconditional mercy, even when it proves to be very difficult. Just to illustrate this point, I want to share a beautiful and powerful story. As you recall, on November 13 of last year, the city of Paris, France, was attacked by some Islamic terrorists. An attack that shook up the whole world. On that night, a man named Anton Léris also lost his wife to this senseless violence. In response to this tragedy, he wrote these astounding words to the attackers. You won't have my hate. On Friday night, you took the life of someone exceptional, the love of my life, the mother of my son. But I will not hate you. If the God for whom you blindly kill really made us in his image, then each bullet in my wife's body 
is a wound to his heart. So I will not give you the gift of hatred, even though it is what you were hoping for. Responding to hatred with anger would be to fall to the same ignorance that made you the people that you are. Of course, I am devastated by grief. I will concede you that small victory, but that will not last long. Now it's just the two of us, my son and I. But we are stronger than all the armies of the world. In fact, I do not have any more time to waste on you. I need to go and get Melville, who is waking up from his nap. He is barely seventeen months old. He will eat his afternoon snack as always, and then we will go and play as always. And this little boy's entire life will be an affront to you by being happy and free, for he will not hate you either. Friends, think about these words for a moment. Such powerful words. In a time when most people would turn to hatred and vengeance, this man chose a higher road, the pathway of peace. The pathway of the gospel. The pathway of Christ. And so, in and through this man's response, the kingdom of Jesus Christ is made known. Applying that to our current situation. We live in a time when it is much harder to exemplify love and compassion without getting taken advantage of or getting hurt. We live in a time when people really don't know how to disagree with each other without truly hurting each other. We live in a time when there is so much violence. In homes, in nations, in every corner of the street, and so in the midst of this darkness, it is now up to us, the followers of Jesus Christ, the King, to bring a little light. In a time and in a world. Where we really turn against each other for the smallest disagreement, hurting each other for the most insignificant matter, using each other for the lowest possible profit. It is up to us, 
the followers of Christ to sow a bit of love and compassion in a time and in a world where people have forgotten what it means to have mercy, to forgive, even when the offenders are not deserving of it. It is up to us, the follower of Christ, to exemplify mercy as the Father. In a time and in a world where relativism and indifference have made people really less concerned about what is right and what is true, it is up to us now, the followers of Christ, to stand up and defend our faith. Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, is depending on us, his followers, no matter where we find ourselves to be, no matter what our background, our circumstance, our social status to be. He is counting on us. It is up to us now, you and me, to make a difference so that our lives truly reflect that Jesus Christ is King. I think that is it for this week. My prayers for you is that you stay ever close to the merciful heart of God. And every single time when we come and experience the mercy and the love of God, may we also learn to share that mercy and love to the people in need. And finally, remember to smile more often. Why? Because God loves you. FaithFit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Ex Nihilio with Father Martin Wen. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy. Thank you.